In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner in crime is the one and only... Travis Ratz. Travis Ratz across the <laughs> sea. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we talk about comic books. We like the comics, we talk the comics, we read the comics, we watch a little bit of the comics. Sometimes You're we make listening. sweet, sweet love to the comics. And paper cuts everywhere, but we'll do it if we have to. Be honest. We'll do it if we Be have. honest. As a child, yeah. When yeah. You, you grew up in an age... You grew up in the image age, my friend. We had Witchblade. We had Gen 13. Yeah. We had some big, booby, skinny-waisted, drawn... I mean, we're, we're talking about Danger Girls, you know? Did you ever... You did, yeah. During that puberty no. phrase... Okay. No. Uh, you saw where that was going. You saw where Fredericks that was going. Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs? Fredericks yeah. of Hollywood catalogs? Yes. Comic books? No. I like how you <laughs> intercepted that. Because you're like... <laughs> Rats is going to make this rated R. This is a family podcast. This is this is far from a family podcast. On this wonderful episode, we're going to talk about what's going on in the world of comics. On the Inbetweeners, uh, we do a comic book club. Uh, last week, you heard us get obnoxiously drunk and talk about uh, the comic book history of beer. Uh, this week, we're freeform jazzing it, just talking about the comic book world. Uh, before we wrap up comic book summer, what do we do in comic book summer? What's, what's our last comic book summer book, Travis? That's, uh, that would be Doctor Strange, The Way of the Weird. Jason Aaron's take on Doctor Strange. I'm pretty excited to talk Doctor Strange book. I'm pretty excited to talk about Doctor Strange because we're going to talk about it just a month, uh, about a month and a yeah, about a month or so before uh, the big movie comes out. Right, about a month and a week or so before it comes out. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited for the. For the I, I, we got Election Day, right. And Doctor Strange. That's right. what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, well, and we're also going to talk Doctor Strange, just you and me. And we yeah. talked about this because we were trying to find someone who would be good for Doctor Strange, but. Doctor Strange is one of those weird things that doesn't really fall into like a camp, uh, meaning that people who used to read comics that we sometimes have on to reinvigorate them, they're not really familiar with Doctor Strange. And then I don't think there's a lot of young people who haven't read comics who are like, yeah, I haven't read a comic, but I'd love to read Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah he's one of those weird characters. He's one of those like uh... – I mean, he's he's cool. I've I've read some old Doctor Strange stuff, but you're right. He doesn't fall into a camp where people are like, you know, who my favorite is, Doctor Strange. Right, right. I think after the movie comes out, you'll see some. I think I think it'll. Uh, I think you'll see some. You'll see a, you'll see a little spike. I think you'll see a hump. People a hump in the strange in, when you're a doctor. I hope. Magic yeah, I really gets hope. It's crazy when you're possessed uh, <laughs> i hope i hope if that song is not played in the soundtrack for dr strange if people are strange is not played if shame i don't hear you. a little shame if you, i don't Marvel. hear a little jim morrison oh i'm gonna be so angry i'm gonna be when so if that's not the, if that's not the credit song i'm gonna be pissed I, I think credits would be too on the nose i think credits would be too on the nose but I would I would be okay if he gets into an elevator and it's an elevator music do, do, version. Do, do, do. A MIDI, like a MIDI version. Yeah, 
a little MIDI version. Well, how about a cell people? phone ring? How about a cell phone oh, ring? Oh, doo, that would that, that might be the best. Paging be Doctor Strange. Paging Doctor <laughs> Strange. Anyways, we uh, so gotta Travis. stop talking about that because we gotta fill an hour episode of that up. But I want to talk to you about something, man. You mentioned yes, the you time of year it was. You mentioned, yeah. uh, you know, the elections, and you mentioned Doctor Strange coming out, and that's in a couple of weeks. But right now, Josh, I mean, I'm having a hard time because school's back in session. We had a hell of a comic book summer, man. We had we Phoenix Comic Con, live saga panel. We were we had some great guests. We had a great run of summer books. Uh, a lot of intense reading in like a two month period. Bank and podcast for this move. I was reading Rebirth online. When the freak do I read stuff online? How did that happen? I don't know, but I loved it. And now it's back into the grind. It's fall. It's been rainy and humid over here. You know, I need something geeky to get excited about. What's going on, man? You got to get me, get me excited about being a geek because it's that fall. I had a, I had a shining comic book summer and now it's fall and i feel like my comic book spirits are falling as well your comic book so here's what i tell you here's what i think you should read here's what i think you should read i think you should grab yourself i'm gonna tell you to grab uh wade and somnis and wilson so this this team that did daredevil at the end of the last daredevil run has moved over to black widow and it is it's great nice nice issue issue, issue six recently came out uh, I think it came out, uh, I think we're almost about issue seven. So the first trade should be out. Um, it is gorgeous looking because uh, Somni is fantastic. And it starts off like a James Bond movie. You know how every James Bond movie starts off with like an unnecessary action scene and you're like, what the hell is going on, right? right? right. Like yeah, it yeah. starts in the middle. It wonderfully starts off. The first issue of it is this giant action scene. And so it the first issue is like go 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 and it's great and then it settles down a little bit after that and you kind of get into the story about what's going on but that first opening issue fantastic it's gorgeous looking I'm going to tell you to go 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 read that. Well you told me yeah when you I remember when we read the you read the first one and you yeah. were like you got to read this book so I'm going to do that. I'm actually next time we variant I'm going to talk that shit at you. All right. But I want to know uh what's their I mean Without spoiling it, what's the take on Black Widow as that character? You know, because traditionally, when you see Black Widow, it's like part of a team or part of like a pairing. Then the movie came out, and she she's gotten a lot of love as, in the movies as a character, but not enough to get her her own movie. So, what are, what are uh, Wade? Uh, what's Wade doing? It's on this? like it's like Jason Bourne, but with Black Widow. Okay, right? Like she's the take on it is she has to steal something from Shield. Okay. Okay. So she has to infiltrate Shield um, because someone's blackmailing her, and so it's this very sort of Jason Bourne take on her. So there, where she's going against the government, right? She's, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's wanted, and there's a lot of like computer screens with her her <laughs> image on them and shit. It's pretty great. There's there's one issue. There's one issue where she's like at a funeral, and she's like slowly taking down all of these assassins that are there, like. She's like sneaking around and just taking them out, taking nice. them out one by one, and so it's 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 a great it's a really good take on her. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I think it's it's beautiful. Um, even if you're like, I don't know that I lo- I like the story, but even if you're like, I don't know, it just looks good. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just fun to look at for six issues if if you, if you can do that. Um, we'll I'm still. I'm right. still reading Paper Girls. We read Paper Girls over the summer. Right. Uh, I'm still getting that in single issues. That's that's wonderful. Uh, think, I know you. You think based on my review of it and how I felt about it, you were in the room. You you heard me. Uh, yeah. Good things to say about it. I was borderline. If I was going to pick up the next volume, it's going to be a game time decision based on where the story is going and what I liked about the book. Do you think that? I, this is something I should pick up, or is it going in a direction where I would be like, uh... So this, the stuff that we kind of beefed on with the with the first volume, kind of like, who are these people from the... Who are the old-timers and stuff right, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ditched them for a sec. So you're okay, following... Okay. You're following the girls get zapped into now. And so okay. you get to see them in the future dealing with what it's like here. Right, right, so, right. That's pretty cool. That uh, it's only on issue nine. So um, issue nine just came out. Uh, that's a good one. I know that you gave up on Rebirth. I know you gave you, you had a short, a fleeting love of Rebirth. I did. I did. It wasn't. You know. I I enjoy. I think I enjoyed going in and reading number ones with like a buddy. You know, it's always good to have a buddy system for an yeah. event like that. And so I, yeah. I, I got nostalgic, and, and I, it was fun getting to just, like, download them online and, and read them real quick and then talk about them as they were coming out, being, like, on the very current cutting edge of new books. Yeah. But nothing really hooked me where I was like, oh, I, I really got to read the third issue. I read the second issue of a couple of them, but not, not the thirds. Flash is good. I like that one. I'm still picking that one up. I will probably drop it because twice monthly is just a pain. Right. Um, it, it's. I think it'd be. I like. I haven't switched to digital yet. Like I'm. I'm seriously considering just flopping over to digital to make my life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, Flash has been good. I like that one. If you like the TV show, the books a a really good. They picked the stuff from the show that was good. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of running with that. I mean, it's not as cheesy as the TV show is, but there's just – it's fun. It's like a lighthearted book, um, but but not too light. And and so that one's – I really like that one. That one's good. Um, I might check that one out if I were you if you're looking something – if you're looking for something that, that's been that's been good. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, I miss Doom Patrol this – I miss Doom Patrol uh, – the new one that came out, DC is doing a different imprint. Um, the the singer from My Chemical Romance, you know that stupid band, right? Yeah. Teenager um, scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> so no, no, no. he is he's Jared, whatever his name is, is uh, writing, and it's like his imprint to run. He's running this thing. And apparently it was a really good issue. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out that one. I know I'm a little skeptical about dude like doing that, but um, I'm gonna check it out. I've heard good things, so I'm, I'm gonna look at that one. Um, there's a new uh, I haven't read it yet, but there's a new uh, shoot. What's this Brew Baker book? That's supposed to be good. Oh, always good. There's I mean, a, yeah. It's there's very new... rarely that Brew Baker is gonna come out with something that at least I'm not entertained by. Yeah. So Brubaker's got a new one out. Uh, All Star Batman is phenomenal. Yeah, Scott Snyder. That. Yeah, Snyder's All Star Batman. Scott Snyder, uh, Ramita Junior. So what is it like, allowing them to do now that now that they've stepped away from their um, 
their uh, uh, now that he stepped away from that new his fifteen on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, well, what's the All Star allowing them to do? This is in continuity. Okay, um, it is, but it's like a side story, right? And so All Star Batman is like Batman. It's a road trip. It's like okay. Batman, Mad Max. Uh, the second issue came out this last week, and Killer Croc is in it. Uh, the the what's the giant shark's name? Is it just shark? What? Uh, I oh, don't um, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Killer yeah. Croc is in it. The giant shark guy's in it. Uh, man shark. Isn't poison... it just like man shark? It might be. Uh, <laughs> poison Ivy's in it. Then. Penguins in it. Like there's just this giant cast of characters, and so. Um, essentially the, the, here's the, the pitch on it right now is two face is, has, um, has dirt on everybody. Apparently he's been collecting dirt on everybody and he's going to release it if they don't catch Batman for him. So everybody's after Batman. Civilians oh, are got, after he's Batman. He's got dirt on like all like the rogues gallery. On, oh no, he has dirt on Gordon and all of these oh. people are, are even civilians are coming after Batman. So it's been really, the first two issues have been great. Ramita has some great character designs for some of these villains that you know. And then he, he, I think he was, he drew Superman for a little while. And Superman uh, was not as great as he's doing on, on Batman. Batman is right up his alley. Yeah, and I think that, um, uh, well, this is going to, this is appropriate conversation to have because... Uh, last week was uh, Batman anniversary, right? Yeah, it was uh, Batman Day. That was, well, I Batman guess they, Day, you know, not anniversary, ba- right? Yeah, Batman Day. Yeah. Now, what is Batman Day like? I why and why wouldn't they have it like on the the anniversary of the first issue? Well, I think that it is. It's is like it? it's yeah. like they started celebrating it with like the seventy fifth anniversary of Batman, and so they've been doing it since then every year, and so they picked a day to do it. So it was Batman Day, and so everybody all over Twitter. Uh, was you know drawing their version of Batman and posting Batman stuff that they've done, and um, I you know I, I joined in on the fun and, and posted some Batman stuff, and um, this is like if you want you want to see some sweet uh, like variant uh, versions of Batman, yeah, like fan versions of yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a it was a cool time to go check Twitter That's out and cool. see all that stuff up there. Um, but so I've got a question for you. Since since it was it was just Batman Day, I want to I want to ask you. Since we just got out of the Batman Day about a week ago, I want to ask you, dearest Travis. Um, I call this uh, we're a week after Batman Day, so I think it's Batman Boxing Day, uh, and that's when you take your old <laughs> Batman issues and you give them away to make room for uh, yeah. new Batman issues. Batman issues, yeah. <laughs> so here's my question for you for 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 our discussion of Batman right now. Who? What is your favorite version of Batman, and why? What is your favorite version of Batman, and why? Okay. Um, well, here's what's going to be. T- here's why I can't give you my favorite version. <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. You, uh, because it's a conversation for another day. Uh, oh, I, are a, a conversation our, coming up soon. Yeah. You're going to uh, save it for our Batman, our long Halloween talk. Yes. Um, okay. And I and that's you. I might have shown my hand a little bit there, so I will go to my uh, 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 version of Batman that I really love. I don't have to go too far back. We were just talking about it. I think Snyder and Capullo's uh, Batman uh, is one of the best 
versions of Batman I have seen. Not just in a while, but if you if you stack that version against the movie versions, uh, old cartoon versions, I think that Capula and um, Snyder have picked out what is. Uh, they they have a very well-rounded Batman. Sometimes yeah. he's a detective. Sometimes he's just like a brute superhero. Sometimes he's super sexy. Sometimes he's very uh, uh, morose. And I feel like they have a good mix so that anyone... Sometimes when, when writers or animators, they'll pick one angle of Batman and really hone in on it uh, uh-huh. to the detriment of like the the roundedness of the character. And I think uh, Snyder uh, has an entry point for no matter what it is you like about Batman, Snyder is going to put it in his book and it's going to, it's, he does it well. He does it well. Yeah. And he, and he, he has these arcs, man. Like every one of his arcs that he did on that run was good. I mean, there were some better than others. I didn't really like the court of owls as much as, the death of the family uh, and uh, Endgame and um, uh, Year Zero, but yeah. uh, even in Quarter Owls, I was like, "There's some good shit happening here," uh, and so I think that is my favorite, ber- second favorite version of Batman that I've uh, ever uh, <laughs> encountered. All right, all right. I'm gonna say that mine. If I had to pick, if I had to pick one, uh, I have like this. I have a love for the Adam West Batman. Um, and I, I think it comes from being a kid and when we were kids, it was on reruns all the time. Right. Um, and so I remember watching it, you know, before the animated series, right before that was on, um, TV, the sixties Batman was Batman to me. That was, that was, that was Batman when I was a kid. And so I still have this love for that Batman. And a couple of years ago, remember when they released the whole series on Blu-ray? Oh, I know. It's like a hundred like, and something bucks. And you're like, and uh, so I don't think my I wife's going to let me buy it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't buy it. But I bought like, you know, I, I like was piecemealing the first season on iTunes. Like I was like, oh, hey, Renner, let's watch two episodes of Batman. And I'd buy two episodes of it and we'd watch it. And, uh, and, and so there's just something and it's super cheesy um, but there's just something about that Batman that I love, and then right after it is uh, is the animated series Batman because right. yeah. that's that's like even even Batman '89. Um, Michael Keaton is great, but the the animated series Batman is my favorite. And I was gonna go animated series as well, but I was like, Josh is gonna pick that one. I thought you might pick that one over the old uh, Adam West. And I, I don't think that um, it's a surprise that people of our generation pick the animated one as the, the our our favorite Batman. Um, yeah, it, it it just it hit at a right time. It was done really well, and that animation, man, that came out of nowhere. It was like all of a sudden yeah. you're like, this is the anime. I'm used to this other stuff, you know, and, and X-Men was really big uh, around then too. So you'd expect them to come out and do something like that. You know, the vibrant as X-Men was. Yeah. Um, I also think like it didn't treat you like a kid. Right. And I think that's the other thing. I think that's the other thing that X-Men did too. X-Men didn't treat you like a kid when you watched that show. Yeah. They, they They were, yeah. On prime. They were like, yeah. Well, like that X-Men cartoon, it was like there'd be like four episodes that were one big tale, right? Yeah, and yeah. The, and, the, 
And the stuff that was in the animated series for Batman was not like fluffy, bright stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? It was, it was, it was, it was this dark kind of story. This kind of adult, but not too adult, but enough for like it made you felt like you weren't watching a kid's show when you watched it as a kid. There was something cool about that. Um, so I, you know, both of those are like an equal love in my heart for, I have like a, I have a warm, like in a little soft spot for both of those. Um, when it, when it comes to Batman in my life, but you know what comic book Batman, I like long eared blue and gray Batman. Yeah. When he had, when he had the long pointy ones, that's, that's, Uh, that's really grungy Batman. Yeah. Like, Oh man, what was it? It was, it wasn't, it was like, I want to say it was Arkham Asylum, but that's not what it was called. It was like. Tales from Arkham, or oh shit! Now oh, I don't remember the, it uh, the watercolored one. Yeah, remember the the covers were all like Morrison, uh, that was were, Grant Morrison, wasn't it? Was it? Grant Morrison. I don't remember. It was like uh, let's see, uh, Batman. The 90s. Covers all look like Nine Inch Nails albums, didn't they? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, let's see, covers. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, which is I bad. That, no, I think that might have been Grant Morrison. Uh, even the inside of it, but yeah, I do like that that really kind of uh, almost demon like Batman with the long ears and the gray uh, cowl and, and it was it was like when they did it was I, like remember when Bane broke Batman's back yeah but there was only fun. like one of those yeah there was only one of those series where he had those giant long ears and there was just something about it that I, I there's something and it. It just looks goofy, but I love it. That Nightfall one—that's my Batman too, because I remember reading that one as it was coming out, uh, and I, I was reading that one in single issues as a kid. And I remember the dude with like the the tick marks all over himself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I, those yeah. those giant ears. I love those giant. That was ears. a dark Batman too. That Nightfall series. Yeah, uh, they did bring in. That's when they brought in like as was it. Azrael and things like that. And so it got a little bit character heavy as far as them trying to like bring in all this new shit. But I thought it was really dark Batman. I think a lot of people would say, um, you know, a Miller's Batman. But as we talked, or Alan Moore's Batman. And those are classics, but we talked about it before, man. Like, yeah. Not my Batman. Not, not <laughs> my Batman. I respect so, it. But it's not my. Batman. Oh yeah, so all right, so so there's our there's our Batman talk. Welcome to Batman Corner on yeah, the Comic Store Podcast. Wait till October when we do Long Halloween. We're gonna have our boy <laughs> Dan McCloy on the podcast. Ooh, He's Dan's a huge on. Huge Batman fan. I so. didn't know Dan was on. Now I'm super yeah, happy that Dan's yeah. on. Dan's gonna be on. So it's gonna be if anyone can can uh, talk poetically about batman it's gonna be the three of us just being like and you know what i think i think batman is life i think like, batman batman's in every one of us yeah i think we're all like we all have batman and we're all striving you know raging against the, the night as <laughs> we get weepy rage on rage on uh so so travis rats uh, also recently, this is I think this is another good topic of discussion for us. Uh, the black and white version of Ooh, yeah. uh, the, the the black Mad and Max. white version of, of Mad Max is coming out. Um, and so the chrome. black and white version of yeah the chrome version of Mad Max Fury Road, which I still love that movie. Oh, I've me too. watched it. I've watched it several times. So good. fantastic. 
I'm pretty excited to watch it in black and white because I didn't see it. I like they put it out in theaters. I think black and white too, but I, I didn't see it. So here's what I want to know: If you could make any movie, the Chrome version, the black and white noir version, just like the Mad Max that's coming out, what movie would it be? Okay, um, so I thought about this, and um, I'm gonna keep it in the realm of like fanboy movies. Uh, okay, because there are a lot of movies I think would be good. Uh, black and whites. But I was thinking about this. I think that Ghostbusters, number one, would be a good Chrome version. And now here's why. Oh, okay. Uh, because if you ever like, um, if you're watching Jim Jarmesh movies like A um, Hundred Cigarettes or um, uh, Night on Earth or uh, Down by Law, he does these really like kind of gritty uh, black and white movies. In fact, Bill Murray's been in a couple of them. Uh, and I think with Ghostbusters, because the city is such, you know, 19, what was it, 19, 80s? early 80s? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so, like, gritty and, and like, kind of dark. And I think that if you go and you make that chrome, you put it in black and white, I think it's going to make uh, that movie even more uh It makes that city a little grungier? More mature, like, more mature. Like, parts of that movie... You know, you're like, oh, this is definitely a family movie. I think you would you would cut that a little bit <laughs> by making that movie black and white. You know, the 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 uh, ghost blowjob scene is really what makes that a family movie, if you ask me. That's that's really what does it. That's why I would take my kids to go see that. I'd be like, I think you're old <laughs> enough to see the ghost blowjob. Now, <laughs> now, granted, though, I understand people are like that's a horrible choice because how are you going to see the beams and like slimer and some of the effects. but you know what i think slimer might look good black and white i think he might look pretty cool black and white and some of those effects they i think they hold up pretty well for a movie being made in the 80s but maybe in black and white they might even be able to be a little bit even more passable a little more passable uh, yeah a more pa- okay yeah, i like yeah. that i like that um so i'm gonna skip my obvious choice i'm gonna skip my obvious choice i'm gonna say raiders of the lost ark okay all right all right Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark in black and white. Just think of the Nazi melting scene at the end. That whole scene, how it would look in black and white. It'd be fantastic. It'd be improved for sure because that is one that might not hold up as well as we think. And so I think it's it's good. I think you know there's enough kind of like stark lighting in it that I think it would play well black and white. I think it'd be a good one to do uh, to do a black and white version of it. I like. I think that's my choice, but you know that my go-to fanboy movie is Dune, and so I think I'd love. I think I'd love a black and white version of Dune. But I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is my is my chromed out one that I'd really want to see. Yeah, and I'd, you I'd, also have those great desert scenes like you're going to have yeah. in Mad Max Fury Road. You know, I think yeah, that, and, that, and that's I think going to come out really well. Yeah, I think it would play kind of like Lawrence of Arabia, right? <laughs> like right. That, yeah, you yeah. Know? Those sort of black and white uh, contrast, I think that'd look really rad uh, there. And I think that would be the best Indiana Jones movie to do black and white. I don't think uh, Temple of Doom. I think Temple of Doom works vibrantly because it's supposed to be, right? Like the whole scene at the beginning of Temple of Doom is glitz and glamour. Uh, And then when you go to um, The Last Crusade, Maybe that one because you got a little, you got a little more Nazi in there. No, you picked uh, the right one. That, but I, would, I think I would say that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best. For I think black be and white. Think, think about that good. gun scene, <laughs> like you know the the whip and the gun, and yeah, I think the yeah. knives and the gun. Oh, it could be great. That'd be great. 
that'd be no. I think I've nailed it. I think that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's. I was trying. I was trying to think of what else would be black, would good in black and white. I was trying to think about what do you think. Well, besides about, Walking what, Dead, you know, which was the is you know they had a black and white version of that first episode. Yeah. What do you think? What property do you think they should just make in straight up black and white? Not have something be translated to it, but just straight up make it in black and white. Oh, I don't know, man. That's that's tough to say. I think it, anything that would be eerier in black and white, um, something. I mean, you think and you look at like you know the way they did. Um, shoot, what's the Frank Miller book? Why can't I think of it right now? The the movie's black and white. Oh, uh, Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. That was kind of cool. It's that same sort of like you know the. I mean, it was a, a you know. There's a lot of digital shot-for-shot stuff of that. But I thought that one was... I mean, that's kind of a cool way to do it because the comic book is black and white. Um, you know, I, I think I think there's always, like... I think Alien... Like, I know this is one we already said not to do. I think Alien would be good black and white. Alien, yeah. I, I'm surprised there's not a version of Alien already out there in black and white. You know, it seems like something that fanboys would have demanded a long time ago <laughs> maybe 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 it is but i think i think a space anything in space would kind of be cool black and white because because of the darkness of space i think that's kind of i think that'd be a cool one to do Ooh, like event event horizon would be a good one <laughs> it was never a good one that what? was ne- <laughs> wait are you telling me you don't think event horizon is a good movie it's a good movie but it's uh, like it's like not good good yeah 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 <laughs> you almost Ooh, I almost had to fly back and give you a slap in the face, my friend. You're just so angry about my decision on that one. Um, it's a great you know, movie. I, you know, I think a Batman movie, black and white, would be pretty rad. Yeah, and I'd like to see them. Out of all the ones you've, we've had so far, which one would you want to see in black and white? Dark Knight? Yeah. If yeah. I had to go back, if, if, if there was a movie that we're going to go back and watch, uh, Dark Knight would be good. Yeah, I, 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 think think so. I, think, I think that'd be good. Um, that'd be fun, black and white. Uh, I, I think just any, I think Batman being a detective would be cool in black and white, just cause you're playing off of that sort of noir, um, that, that movie aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't want it to be a noir film, you know, and I don't, I don't want Batman going like, well, she walked into the room and it was blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want that, but I think that'd be kind of a, I think the detective stuff in black and white would be rad. What about like? What about like an Astro City maybe, or like uh, here's one I've never read, but mm-hmm. I, I've seen just over the years I've seen a lot of the art and and I understand the premise. Trans Metropolitan, or like isn't a hundred bullets too? Isn't that one already done in black and white? Yeah, that would yeah that that might work. Um, that'd be good, you know. Uh, oh, Fade Out, baby! Do do a yeah. version of Fade Out in black and white. Oh my god, I would watch the shit out of that movie. That would be fantastic. I would watch the shit out of that movie if they did the Fade Out series in black and white. Oh, my God. That's what needs to be done next. That would be glorious. Truly, truly glorious. You hear that, Hollywood? Get on it! Make that. You know what? Because that is a – that'd be a super easy – like, I don't mean, like, easy, but that would be a movie. You could make that into a movie – one piece, and I think it'd be good. You could actually do a series. You could do a TV series of it. Um, maybe two seasons. Oh yeah, you, think of, you could easily you know, like do that. Twelve. Well, it's twelve. What is it? No, it's uh. Once yeah, you've twelve. Establish the world. I know there's yeah. a complete story, but you can you could you could spread that out over a couple of seasons. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's twelve episode. It's twelve issues. I think you could spread that out to two, seven, or eight episode seasons. And speaking of seasons, uh, I saw this online. Uh, it might be on comicbook.com, but someone had. It's been spreading around a little bit. They're talking about why the world is ready for a live action Star Wars TV show. No, no. no. You say no. no. You say nay, sir. I say no. I say no. You know where I like my Star Wars? On the big screen. On the big screen. I don't need. I don't need anything else. I, a video game is fun because I get to run around in the world, but I don't need my Star Wars anywhere else. I don't read any of the comic books. Um, I never read any of the novelization. I never read any of the novels of any of it, like the the you know the extended universe and stuff like that. Right. I like I like my Star Wars where it is. I don't want the blanks filled in, and I'm afraid you fill in too many blanks that are that don't need to be filled in, or you feel I don't know. Like there's a box in Star Wars. Like Star Wars is a box, and I and I think like you, when you Go beyond the movie. I think you squeeze too much stuff in. I think it would look good. I think they'd be, do a good job of like making it look good. But you wouldn't have the characters that are important to Star Wars or that are Star Wars. And so it, I just, I just don't think it would. I just don't think it would be as good. But I mean, they're doing so much great stuff with TV now. I mean, think about if yeah. they had the budget of Game of Thrones and like something like the creative talent and like. This the the studio behind it, like like something like HBO. They're like, we're putting our eggs in this basket. We're giving all the attention it needs. Sure, we might not be able to use Han Solo or Princess Leia or Luke or even the new characters, but can we build this world and tell the, a story like that uh, via online? Or I mean, I, uh, cable. I think your mic came undone again. We can still hear you. There we go. Yeah, we can still hear you. But yeah. no, like I agree with you. I think it would look cool. I do not deny that that they today modern technology it would look very good. I just I think that's the difference between something like Star Trek and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like to me, Star Trek is a TV show, right? Like it was built as a television show. Right. It's episodic. You tell tales, um, but. To me, Star Wars is this big thing. And I think when you break it down into a series, you you spend time with characters that don't mean... Because you can't use the big guys, and so you got to go, all right, we've got to tell a story about the Rebellion. But it just doesn't feel big anymore, I think, when you do something like that. You're saying it's going to lose its epicness? Yeah, I think it loses its epicness. And not, not to say that like Game of Thrones is an epic tale. Right. But it's it's not any I mean, it's a book and it's an epic tale of a book. I think if you had like if it were already movies and you're like, oh, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to go play in that world on TV. Mm. I just I just don't think it's as good just because I think you're stuffed into what Star Wars is. And so I think when you do anything that's not the movies, it's too much fan service. You, you try to go like, right. well, we can't follow Han Solo but let's follow Han Solo's well, cousin, Jim Solo, you know, and like, oh, hey, did you see the Millennium Falcon flew by? And this is, I think, that's the problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did you ever watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like that? Yeah, they, like, yeah. you can't, like, Marvel for its credit, Daredevil, fantastic. Jessica Jones, fantastic. Luke Cage looks badass. It's it supposed looks, to be really good. People, I've heard some, really good. some early reviews of it, and it's supposed to be like, 
up there with season one. Oh, you didn't like season one, Daredevil. No, uh, I love season oh, one. Oh, okay, that was, I love okay, it. Yeah, okay. Um, I loved it. I think I I I don't. I think it took too long to get to Daredevil, but I still I like the costume. But I still loved it. Great season. Um, but you were saying but, Agents of Shield. Yeah, the, is the like problem that, with Agent way. of Shield is you tried to make something that was connected to the movies, but you couldn't really connect it to the movies. So you just danced around him and like, oh, look in the background. There's there's someone watching a video of the Hulk smashing something. And there was one part of Jessica Jones that felt like that. You know what I'm saying? You remember that one scene where yeah, the, they're talking about the attacks? That happened. Yeah, well, remember yeah, yeah. the one family gets like the they con her into thinking that she's following the husband or something like that who's yeah, cheating yeah, on yeah, her. Yeah. And, and that was the one part I was like, you know what, guys, you could have just you didn't have to do that like you could have left it alone and i think it would have been better and that's what i think a star wars tv show would be it'd be too much like well we can't use chewbacca but here's a different wookie and you know like hey chewy chewy sent us a letter it says blah 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 you know? <laughs> i like i just like i love star wars i love the movies they are special to me I just don't think it would be fun to play in a TV show. Now, prove me wrong, Travis. Prove me wrong. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's. It, there's a right or wrong answer. It's just it's been out there, and people have been kind of talking about that now that that Disney owns Star Wars and yeah. they have a lot of outlets for Star Wars stories. Is the world ready for it? Um, I mean, they have Star Wars cartoons that do pretty well, and people that have introduced their own characters, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And people seem to really like those. Uh, I never really liked the animation style of those, so it was hard for me to get into the story. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I see your point. I see your point on, on like, if you're going to do it, then... It's got to be done. I mean, there's no – you can't have limits on it. You can't be like, oh, we can't have this character, and we have to get the same actors who are doing the movies, and it's just not going to work that way. You know, I guess like if you did Old Republic, you know, you went back and, and did the Old Republic, that might right. be cool. But I think if you're playing in the ta- in the same timeline, it's just – it's not good. And you, you look at like what Star Trek did. Star Trek did, okay, we're going to do Next Generation. It's going to be way beyond – we're going to jump in the future. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to do Deep Space Nine, but Deep Space Nine is on the the outpost of the galaxy. Right. It's so far away that there's no way they can interact. Right. And, and, and I did think sometimes you got some wharf, you got some wharf. You, up on that you bad did. Boy. Um, but I think that's the thing that that's the thing that made it work. I just feel like Star Wars would be. Um, I don't know, like, how come these people if if this is in the middle of the rebellion, how come we never saw any of those guys in the movie? Right. Right. If there's such an integral part of the fight against the the empire, why aren't they showing up? Well, it's in the interesting because they're doing they're doing something like that with the new Star Wars, the Rogue One. Like you would think that Rogue One would be something that they might take to like an HBO and say, hey, let's do a show that talks about like this kind of ragtag group of, you know, like rebels who are more, you know, kind of break and enter, steal things in the night, a lot of drama, a lot of interplay between the the people of this group. Uh, but they're doing that as a, the big movie, you know? And I think, that's, I think that works as a movie. I think if it was a TV show, I'd get tired of it. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think maybe that's just me. And, and, and I will admit, like, I know there are people who love Star Wars and they want Star Wars everything, right? They, they right. want 
They want to read the comic books, and the comic books have been pretty hot for Marvel. They want TV shows. They love the cartoons. They love this. For me, I just I just want the movies. That's right. Oh, that's where you, I want my Star Think about Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones, it's like politics for about forty minutes, and then you might, if you're lucky, and it's a tentpole episode, you might get twenty minutes of battle. The longer it's yeah. been going on, the bigger the budget, the more battles you get. But the first couple of seasons of that show, it was like. 50 minutes of politics, people sitting and talking, and 10 minutes of people fucking, and then 5 minutes of fight scenes. So we've already seen, we already know that politics in Star Wars don't really go together very well from the the prequels, you know? You've also got, Lucas had some terrible dialogue in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I think like Star Wars is... to write the Star Wars. Well, I think like Star Wars is too, it's too adventure-y. To go and like bog it down yeah, in that swashbuckle, yeah, yeah. To go to go sit to go sit in it uh, and go sit in the Galactic Senate. Someone might love that. Someone might want to mm-hmm. want to see that. It's not me. I know that. You said Agents of Shield earlier. Did you hear that they're yeah. going to do a Ghost Rider? I did. The yeah. Ghost Rider looks surprisingly good. But you know what makes me angry? It took them how many seasons to do that? Yeah. It's like why didn't you do that the first season? I don't want to watch it now because I don't want to have to know. I don't know what's going on. All the on. other characters on there. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I want to see Ghost Rider on my TV screen, but like, I don't want to have to. Re- yeah, you're, I'm with you. I don't want to have to rewatch all that shit and figure out what an Agent of Shield is in exactly. this TV world. You know, I, you know, I've tried to watch that show. Uh, I watched like the like the first half of the first season, and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't watch it. And then I watched the beginning of the second season. I was like, okay, this is a little better. And then I was like, but there's still there's still nothing happening. There's still like nobody. And then they did this inhumans thing and I don't I don't care about the inhumans and That is I don't the know. thing with what is with Marvel trying to shove inhumans down our throats. <laughs> I understand the point that you don't the mutant name, it's Fox has that, right? Apparently yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Fox has so, it, yeah. I get that you're like the money grab. We are like, all right, well, guess what? F you, Fox. There's no more mutants. Everyone's in humans. But part of me is like, I guess it doesn't matter. I know what you're talking about. But then a part of me is like, no, man. That was my gateway drug <laughs> into the Marvel Universe. Marvel Universe and mutants are synonymous. Like, that's just a part of that world. That's a part yeah. of the Marvel DNA is having mutants around. Uh, and to, like, get rid of them or, like, try to backdoor calling them Inhumans. Because Inhumans are a different thing within the Marvel yeah. Universe. Um, and so they keep trying to kind of shove that down people's throats with Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then with this new event that's happening uh, in Marvel in the comics. And then yeah. also there was uh, sniffings of an Inhumans movie coming down the pipe in, like, 2020 or something like that. Well, it was scheduled, but it's not anymore. Yeah, it it's taken not off. scheduled. And so um, it's just like, well, what are you doing? And don't do this mamby-pamby, yeah, we're going to get rid of mutants until Fox gives us the rights, and then we're going to have a big event, and then mutants are going to be back <laughs> again. I'm like, no, I know what you're going to do, Marvel, and I'm telling you right now, don't do it. 
don't do it. I think like it, here's the here's the problem with Agents of Shield. They can't use any characters because they want to save them for the movies, and it's tied to the movie, right? So because they exist in the same world, because the TV shows and the movies exist in the same world, you can't you don't want to waste characters on a TV show. Right. And so I get it. That's why you make that's why you do the inhumans and you make characters that are maybe a snippet of a character who's like a C-list character somewhere because no one cares. And then you're going to use some of your characters on the Netflix series who you probably aren't going to pull into the movies because they're not um, they're not big enough. Right. You know what I mean? Like their power set. Although I would argue that Daredevil's power set is much better than than Hawkeye. But whatever. <laughs> um, well, what about like a, like a Ghost Rider? Like a Ghost Rider is something that I was like, I thought we'd be seeing that on Netflix before. I, I thought so. On I thought so too. Agent but notice that this isn't this isn't Johnny Storm Ghost Rider or whatever his name. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't Johnny oh, Storm? Yeah, it's not. It's not the no, oh. no. It's the, there's a new Ghost Rider in the comic books. It's uh, I can't remember his name. He's a Hispanic uh, Hispanic guy, and he is Ghost Rider, and that's who the one in Agents of Shield is. Um, okay. But I think like you've used him there, so you can't. I don't think you'd use the other one in the Netflix right. show. I think that they've kind of tapped their Netflix right now because they're gonna they're gonna have to, they're gonna do Punisher. They're gonna do another season of Daredevil. They're doing another season of you know they're Jesse doing Jones, uh, Power you know Defenders, Power yeah yeah and so Defenders and so I think you've kind of you can't you can't add another character. I think they were surprised at how well this went, and so I think they're pretty like okay yeah you're right we can't do a a Ghost Rider series so let's put it on Agents of Shield and yeah and then it just becomes Netflix is like the Marvel place to go. Yeah. yeah, and and so I th- I think like um, I get why you use Inhumans. You have to. You need some weird sealess characters, and you can't you can't say mutants. You know, like you can make up a bunch of dumb mutants and it'd be fine, but you can't do that. So you you've got to use Inhumans. But I don't care about any of them. I just wanted like a real character to show up in that first season, and it you got like a really crappy Deathlock, <laughs> and it, and it was awful. Uh, and so it was, it was just like, okay, I'm done. I can't, I can't watch it. It doesn't, you're like wasting my time following around. But people love uh, that shit. People, that show does well, doesn't it? It does. People yeah. like it. I, I don't know why. The same reason I don't know why, I don't know why people watch Gotham. No, no offense to any listeners yeah. out there. We're like, we love Gotham. I tried it the first season, but if you're, I'm going to watch a damn Batman show. Batman Me needs too. to be in it. I really liked it. But then at the same time, I watched like Flash and Green Arrow and, I'm thinking about giving Supergirl another shot. It's on. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's on Netflix now. I started watching it during my lunch hour at work because I don't go anywhere during lunch. I just eat in my classroom, and so I started watching an episode of it. I watched the like I had watched it when it first came out. I watched the first couple episodes, uh, and it was good. But it was on CBS, so it wasn't on anything. It wasn't on uh, um, Hulu, so I had to go like the CBS website to watch it. And that's that was a bridge too far for me. Mm. <laughs> so so now that it's so now that it's on Netflix, I don't have to type in a web address to get to it. I can just go to Netflix and find it. Oh, nice. uh, so it, I started watching it, but I'm on a, the episode that Red Tornado is in it, and Red Tornado looks terrible, like uh, t- terrible. I heard just, that it takes like half the season for that show to find its legs, and it probably does. That's what happens when you do. I mean, you think about it, like. Arrow was able to do what it did because it, he wasn't a super. He didn't have superpowers, right? So you don't have to like f- 
you don't need to find crazy people for him to fight. You just need other people with weapons, you know? Right. And even uh, Flash was like villain of the week for, I mean, it still is in cer- certain ways, but yeah. for the first season, the first five episodes, it was okay, but it wasn't any, what, it was that first arc as a whole that made yeah. that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Supergirl feels kind of, uh, villain of the weekish too, but I, that's network television. I think, I think if you did Supergirl on, you did 10 episodes of it and you could do your budget for 10 episodes instead of 22 or 24, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd be better. Um, I'm, I'll, I'm curious to see, <clears throat> I know that I'll watch it when it's on CW this year because it'll cross over with Arrow and Flash and I, I love those two shows and so, um, I think I gotta watch the the trifecta. I, I was I did finish what was the Legends of Tomorrow. I did finish that one up. That one was good. It's cheesy, but it's probably it's the weakest of those three. I caught like the first four or five episodes of that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's the weakest of the three. You know, it's kind of a ragtag group of people you don't care a whole lot about. Um, uh, but you know, it, it's fun, and that's what I think that. That's why I watch those ones. I watch the Daredevil ones because, or I watch the Netflix ones because they're cool. Right there's just something there's something gritty about him and and gritty in a good way not gritty in the the dialogue's great in those shows yeah um and it, it doesn't treat you like a doofus <laughs> so I, I like those ones uh but there's just something cheesy and fun about the CW ones so that those ones are fun and so I watch those ones and that you get real characters as opposed to the schlock you get uh, from Agents of Shield so I just you know I'm one with those ones nice nice. Well, you made yeah. some good points. Uh, you're, the, you're, the, the purpose of this was to get me excited about things that were coming down the pipe. And I'm not. I, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, you're, you're right. We got Doctor Strange, uh, the movie coming up. That's going to be great. Uh, we've got our fall lineup of, of uh, trades. And after Doctor Strange, we have some guests lined up. So it's been a while. Uh, well, I, no, last week we had some drunken guests on, but yeah. uh, we're going to have some sober guests uh, very soon around the corner. Yeah, we're, we're doing long Halloween. We're doing fun home, which is like a critically acclaimed uh, graphic novel. Right. Um, I'm reading that one. I'm in the middle of reading that one right now. I haven't touched long Halloween yet. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I oh, want to be cracked it. You haven't cracked it yet. No, I haven't cracked it yet. I've got okay. it. I haven't cracked it yet because I want to. I want to save it. To, I want to. I want to get a little closer to October. I know. I, know. I had a long plane uh, flight. I had to. <laughs> you, you did have a long plane flight. Um, so yeah, man. I'm going to tell you. Um, these are the things I think you should pick up. I think this is. Uh, you need to go read Southern Bastards Volume Two and Three. Okay. Go go grab those. That's one we read. Volume One. We loved it. Go read Two and Three. They're a one a one sitting read. Uh, Find that Black Widow. Read that. You'll enjoy that. Um, and I think I think if you read those Southern Bastards, you, you'll be you'll be you'll be happily comic booked. All right. I think That's that'll do, do it. I'm going on Amazon. I'm gonna buy that shit right now. Especially those, uh, you know, Southern Bastards. It's been a while, and I'm gonna go back through. I'm, I'm gonna buy some Sex Criminals while I'm at it. I'm gonna buy some sequels to some of the trades we've read that I've been meaning to to um, continue. Uh, but with new trades coming in, it was tough. I got a lot of time to, to read, so <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> and order those things. Go do that. You know what? Uh, uh, Black. I'm gonna. I've got Black Science Volume Three on my list of stuff that I want to pick up, uh, and I'll probably have to read one and two again when I get three uh, because it's been a while. 
Um, but that's one I want to stick with that's like sort of all over the place. And uh, I dug volume two of that. So um, I've been meaning to grab three. So you enjoyed volume one. So I think you should. Yeah, I think you yeah. should check that one too, dude. So happy comic booking, bud. I will. I will. I got. I got some stuff. I got. I got to get that spark again, baby. Fall yeah. is here. It's time to ignite. This is, dude. I love Halloween. It's like my favorite time of the year, and that's right around the corner. And that's like the mecca for for comic book fans, man. That's it is. Like, it is. That's our holy day. So you. So next up is uh, next episode is Doctor Strange. Right. Right. And then after that, we've got another variant. Mm-hmm. And then after that is Long Halloween or Fun Home? Uh, we can decide. We can All right. Decide. So those are the two. Those are the books that uh, if you're listening to this right now, you want to make sure if you haven't read uh, Way of the Weird, Jason Aaron's first volume of, uh, of Doctor Strange, pick that up. We're going to talk about that one. Uh, fun Home, uh, which is Funeral Home. I really thought it was just about fun, and then I started reading it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so Fun Home is short for Funeral Home. Uh, the, we're doing that one. Uh, and then we've got Long Halloween, so you want to make sure you read read those books, get those ones, check those out, especially Long Halloween. Check that one out for sure. Um, and then we've got to we've you and I got to sit down and pick some December reads, buddy. That's we got to right. we got to find got to find our December Cozy books up with our December books, our November Decembers. We got to we got to find those ones. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for turning in the comic book, uh, the comic exposure podcast. You can find us uh, on the internets at www.comicexposure.com. All of the old episodes are back there. If you uh, check our archives, you can see all the different books that we've read. Maybe you've read one, but you didn't have anybody to talk to it about. You can listen to us talk about it, and maybe that's like talking to someone else. Uh, you can check all our old variant issues out there. We've got some interviews. I've got an interview coming up. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I've got an interview coming up with Andrew McLean, uh, who is Ooh, the, nice. the writer and artist of Headlopper, um, an image comic that is just about to drop its, uh, its um, uh, first trade out. So it's a huge first trade. Uh, everybody should go check that out. If you like Conan, uh, go check it. It's, it's super awesome. Uh, we also did his, well, like not this summer, but the summer before our first comic book summer, we did uh, Apocalyptic Girl, which was his book as well. So uh, if you've read that or you guys have checked out uh, Headlopper, he's going to be on the show. I'm really excited to talk to him about what he's got coming up, uh, where you can find some of his his stuff um, and, uh, you know, what it was like to put out um, – to put out a quarterly comic book because uh, Headlopper ran four quarterly issues and it was fantastic. So I kind of want to talk to him about that. Um, but that's all the stuff coming up on the show, guys. Uh, we'll hit you up. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure, and that's where we'll you know we'll we'll post uh, what's coming up next there and, and on the website. So uh, keep in touch. And uh, Travis, you got anything else you want to say to the to the folks out there in uh, podcast land? Yeah, I just got one more thing, and maybe you can help me out with it. Uh, we will. See you next, next trade. trade. Yeah.